Hey, welcome to What the What. This is Jeff. And Renee. Hey, and today we are going to be carrying on this genre train. And hopefully with better audio than what we've heard the last few weeks, I think we have everything worked out. Um, but we are going to be talking about thrillers. So this is, this is kind of a, this is kind of a weird genre. And I think when I, when we're first going over, when we're first like brainstorming different genres, like, I don't even know if you recognize this as a distinct genre or if you kind of lumped it just. No, I mean, I straight up wrote it as a separate one. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, But it's, it's, it, it, it overlaps so much with almost every other genre that it's, that it's, it's, it is kind of hard to to define what thriller is on its own. Have you, have you thought about it? Do you have, can you, can you, do you have an idea of what, like separate from other genres, what thriller means? You know, it's interesting because the NYC competition, writing competition is something I participate in. One of the things that they do is they assign you a genre to write in. And I was assigned a thriller and fuck if I know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do well on that one. I didn't get past that round because it's very difficult yeah. to, to figure out like what fits in that. So I was, so I've been like thriller. So, you know, we talked about horror a couple weeks ago and that, and we both said for me, like that is like my number one genre. And, but Thriller is actually probably my second favorite genre. It is like even more than horror, probably what I go to to watch. Huh. And and we're actually going to be talking about books. What? For me, yeah, I'm going to be talking about books. What is happening right now? But it, but when I really think about it, it's like almost everything I read is like horror thriller or crime thriller or mm-hmm. noir thriller or mm-hmm. sci-fi. Blade Runner could be considered a thriller, but it's it's a sci-fi thriller. And I've, I've been trying to find a, an actual definition of thriller. And the best, the best thing that I've been able to find was with somebody that said, you know, here's the difference between horror and thriller. Horror puts you in a position of, of feeling afraid for yourself. And thrillers put you in a, in a position of fear for the, the characters. But it's not necessarily something that you're feeling the dread yourself. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's it's the best it's the best I could come up with. I I also think thrillers are possible, whereas horror doesn't pretend to be possible. Yeah. So that that kind of fits, and that and that depends. The definition that I used is like super subjective, right? So yeah. like like one one of the movies that I'll bring up later on, Double Jeopardy, you know, an, an Ashley Judd movie, would be a thriller <laughs> for me. But for a woman who's a, who's been in an abusive relationship, would probably be horror for her, right? Perhaps so, so yeah, you know, yeah. It it would be more visceral for her. So, but yeah, so you know, um, but there's there's a wide there's a wide range of thrillers, but they're almost always linked in with something else. Yeah, like I guess, like a question for me would be like, does it involve solving something? Yeah, mysteries. Yeah, mystery thrillers. Yeah. Yeah, like something, you know, a lot, a lot of times there'd be like a ticking clock. There's some kind of, there's, it's, it's more anxiety inducing. I, I think that's the other thing about thrillers. Thrillers are more designed to induce anxiety rather than fear or terror. So then would the Mission Impossibles be, be thrillers? Action thrillers, yeah, absolutely. So what's a pure thriller? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there is a pure thriller. Mm. Almost everything that almost everything that I thought of is is 
kind of a hybrid between two other, you know, between two other things. So I've got, you know, on my shelves in, in the studio here, I have a whole bunch of books. And the ones that I've actually read, almost every single one of them is a thriller. So the Jack Reacher novels, the Cotton Malone novels, John Grisham, mm-hmm. um, uh, Steve, Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz does a lot of horror. horror well, too. Yeah. He yeah. does horror and, and then some thrillers. Uh, the Alex Cross novels, and I forget I forget what the author's name is. Um, uh, oh, who wrote the Da Vinci Code? Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Those are all those are all thrillers. You know, pseudo historical thrillers. Yeah. You know, and and I, especially the year that I was in Afghanistan, I read like fifty books that year. I was I was turning tr- through one of these like every two days. I could not tell you. Like I've I've read like almost every Jack Reacher novel at least up and through up through 2012. I could not tell you anything about any one of them. <laughs> like they like they like the other thing about the other characteristic of thrillers is they're so digestible. They're they're yeah. they're just like pulp. I think that's where the term pulp comes from. The pulp thriller or pulp fiction yeah. is it's it. There's no sustenance. It's just goo that goes in your body in your brain and then leaves and doesn't leave a trace behind it. And that's actually kind of why I like why I like this genre genre so much. It's just I, it's entertaining while I'm doing it, but it's not. It's never gonna like stick with you. Yeah, and it's interesting because all of those narratives you like examples you gave are very masculine as well. Which I'm not saying that that's specifically yeah. why you like them, but I was just thinking like none of those seem interesting to me. But partly because there's not a lot of female representation in those. Yeah, and usually when they're like, you know, I mentioned Ashley Judd. Yeah. Like w- when I think of a thriller movie, mm-hmm. Ashley Judd is the first person I think of because she, she she did a few she did a few of these movies in the late '90s, like Double Jeopardy, where it was woman in peril, but you know, turns the tables on on her abuser. Mm-hmm. And and. Uh, I think I'll, I'll, if Double Jeopardy comes on, if I just see it, I will stop and watch it from any point in the movie. I have never seen it. Yeah, it's it's it, it is definitely of the nineties, uh-huh. <laughs> but but it's just like it's so the, these kind of thrillers are so easy. They're so easy. They're so accessible. Like it's so obvious what's going on. You just get into it. But it, but it but it is definitely male dominated. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it doesn't feel very accessible, but truly at the end of the day, part of it too, is that like, um, you, you know, I don't necessarily watch them because there's a female character I can latch onto, but like, um, the, just the, y- you also have to have some interest. Like I was, I was doing some research, right. When I was assigned thriller and I was looking into like some of that stuff and, um, a lot of like one of the samples I had is it's a lot of tactical it's a lot of gear like there's a lot of tactical information it was a lot of and then sometimes it's a lot of politics like like I'm like I'm thinking of a thriller is like um and I actually didn't watch this but in my mind it's like the typical one it's the Tinker Tailor Spy Tinker yeah. Tailor Sailor like that one in my mind just feels very of a particular era and I'm just like I don't I'm not tracking who's doing what to whom and why and double crossing I just yeah, that's uh, not my. Th- I'm not interested in that. Robert emotion. Redford in Spy Game, yeah, is a thriller. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, another really good distinction between thriller and horror is Alfred Hitchcock. North by Northwest is a thriller. Birds is horror. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
But yeah, the, 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 these are these are so these are just they're just so easy to get into. I just love and I I do like it's when I when I go on to Netflix, I look for horror, I look for thrillers. Huh. But not you. No. But you but not, do you like um like the mystery thrillers at all? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what was what was uh what was the movie that just came out and now it's being turned into a series? It had uh, Chris Evans. Knives out. Yeah, Knives Out. Yeah, but th- I, th- I would call that one a mystery. I wouldn't call that one a thriller. There's not a lot of action in it. Well, thrillers don't require action. In my mind, they do. Like, in my mind, they do. Like, that there's an adrenaline component of it. There's, there's a lot of movement. Yeah. And I, so I had also read something, and it could have been as I, when I was trying to figure out what, how I was going to write a thriller for this exercise, is that um, in the thriller, you know what. The question is how, right? right? As, as opposed to like a mystery where you don't know and, that, and you're trying to solve who, right? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that earlier, like, like thinking about like, like uh, Double Jeopardy and then Jennifer Lopez and Enough. A lot of those movies, like, you know exactly how it's going to end. They're, they're not going to pull the, you know, the yeah. director isn't going to pull the rug out from under you and yeah. like, oh, you know. Yeah. It, it is just a question of how. It is just a question of how, but you kind of know that at the end of the day, the good person is going to win that, you know. Yeah, but, and, and even so, like, you even know what the task is. Like, like uh, I was thinking about the Mission Impossibles. You know exactly, they have to defuse the bomb. They have to get the, and they have to try to figure out how, but, right. the, but the mission's clear what you're trying to do. Like, you're, you're not trying to guess that part. Yeah. So the action thrillers, that's probably, that's probably where, you, where you would probably. Correct. That's yeah. where I'm going to go. But God forbid it's something where there's like where you just have to like it's political thriller or like, oh, God, where you have to like figure out like what country is betraying what other country and what like what sort of. Oh, I hate those films. How about the film noir? I do like some noir. Yeah. Yeah. So like the Maltese Falcon, the Big Sleep. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. 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 I don't I can't think of anything modern, though. Uh, I was trying I was actually trying to think about like Pulp Fiction. If that would the fit. movie, yeah, the movie. Oh, okay. If that would fit, if that would fit in in thriller, but that that movie is so it, it's so unique and idiosyncratic. Yeah, it's it a film jam, I think. Yeah, yeah that way. Yeah. It, it, it kind of it kind of does. It, that one is kind of genre defined. Yeah. And and the and then the other thing, like, is it's the kind of question I've had, you know, since since you know when we first started talking about doing this, is how important is genre. Like why 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 do these labels matter? Like you know, thriller is like all o- thriller is all over the place. And then we had the question of sci-fi and fantasy. What's sci-fi? What's fantasy? How, how important is genre? What does it actually do? Working at the library, one of the things that they do, even though I literally work at a place where books are free, is the publishers do send advanced reader copies, right? And the advanced reader copies come. And they are basically a way to to sort of encourage the library buyers to buy certain product, right? So we then, as library employees, get to have these for free. They're not for sale. So we get some advanced reader copies. We get stuff. And, and so they come in these big boxes from Baker and Taylor. There'll be like 20 books out on the table. And just from a cover alone, you can tell what genre it is. Like there's, there's, there's these certain aesthetics that go with the different genres. And I can tell you as a consumer in that moment, I'm like, 
that one's not for me. That one's not for me. That one's not for me. The the a silhouette of a woman from the back. Nope, not gonna net. Like it, but so like um so. But if Fabio's on the cover, you're down. That's not that's not my particular jam. But yeah, like I like I know like I help pick for friends, right? So like if I see something, I'm like, oh, Jessica would like that. Like it's a romance. I'm gonna pick that one up for Jessica. And then there's these new cool covers happening with romance. But basically, the idea is that like. It, it is a quick way for us to, to to generally know if we're gonna like something like if it's in our wheelhouse yeah but isn't that isn't that then just uh uh like a self-fulfilling prophecy like like people so because writers so then writers start following they start following the tropes of that genre and the marketing starts following the the images of that genre so it's it's these categories that that are created by marketing department and then everybody just kind of falls into lockstep in them yeah, but, but but at the end of the day, it's all a business. Like yeah. you want you want your content to connect with the right people. Like you you do want it to land with people who are actually going to appreciate what you do. So, and I think sometimes some of the bigger flops that we've seen in 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 the film industry come from the fact that we're not marketing something correctly. Like we mismarket something, and then it doesn't connect with the right audience, or the right audience goes or audience goes in expecting something and has a bad experience with it. Same with the book, like all of it. It's all meant to sell. And as a consumer, I'm literally putting my funds to that. I do want to have a sense. I mean, I actually watch and read fairly broadly. Um, but yeah, a thriller, I can tell you the minute I see a thriller cover, I'm like, nah, I'm good. It's just not, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna pick that one up. What, so I, why do you think that is? What, what turns you off about thrillers? Primarily because there are very few female characters. Yeah. And and a lot of times the emotional, the sort of like growth or emotional arc of the characters isn't part of the narrative. And I find that interesting. Like, I really detested The Martian as a book because it was interesting scientifically, but it had zero sort of philosophical or emotional content. And I felt that was a real wasted setup for the for the for the writer. So I found it kind of fluffy and I was more interested in something that would explore what it means to be stranded on a planet by yourself and the like sort of psychological repercussions of that. But it, it just stayed in the science, right? And so I find that that's sometimes the gap for me with with a thriller is there's not a lot of emotion there's not a lot of character development. Yeah. So I was I was watching a video um just just driving around earlier as I was kind of listening to this and and it was it was a it was a woman talking about how to write thrillers mm -hmm. and the first thing she said was okay there's two characters in thrillers and don't use them and I, I ended up stopping before I heard the whole thing but but the first character she talked about was that that very stereotypical male detective crunchy smoking no emotions but somehow has charisma and still wins people over right and 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 that, that trope really goes back to the heydays of like film noir and the the philip marlowe you know the james k dick or not james k dick philip marlowe um stories and the big sleep and the Mel melty falcon of you know that man's man but not but not a superman yeah, you also see it in mystery a lot too. There's Wallander and there's yeah. a bunch of a bunch of like um like uh misanthropic men who's who are brilliant and solve crimes. Yeah. And in the D D world we call them edgelords. <laughs> the 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 rogue that sits in the back of the of the yes. of the room and doesn't engage with anybody. Yeah, 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 exactly. That and that and that exists a lot in thrillers. Yeah, and and I'm thinking about all these books I've read. 
the you know the, all the the Cotton Malones, the Jack Reachers. Jack Reachers probably the worst the worst of this. There is no character development. No. There is no character, anyways. It's it's a collection of it's a collection of personality quirks and characteristics. Yeah. But it's really thrillers are really really plot driven. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and at the end of the day, I actually admire that. Like, I do think, like, when I was exploring writing it, I was just thinking, yeah, I should probably read some thrillers because they're they're really good on plot, like really, really good on plot. Yeah, yeah, and I and I I got a little sidetracked with character, which is why I didn't get through that 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 one round. I mean, but but um, and 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 then also sometimes you know there is this like there's there are these moments where they come up with a really clever like premise right like there's this weapon that's going to destroy people in a very unique way right and whatever that is it's like that's pretty awesome and i and imagine a lot of the writers in particular do a lot of research like they're up with the tech they're up with the things they have experience in it um you know and so you know hats off to them like i really at the end of the day don't actually have like a any sort of philosophical problem with thrillers they're just not something i enjoy personally yeah, there are two authors in particular, Dan Brown and then Steve Barry. And Steve Barry writes the Cotton Malone mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so if if you're not familiar with those, you're probably familiar with Dan Brown. Yeah. But another one that you might be familiar with is National Treasure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, that movie, those movies are so stupid, but I love them. Yeah, I do too. And the BS the absolute nonsense that they that they pass off as historical fact i want it to be true i know so bad and and i don't know i don't know how much of that is research or how much of that is not researching like, or or making stuff up too right. because yeah because there is there's the sort of like discretion of fiction yeah you yeah. have you have to you have like there's so much made up and it sounds so clever that it's like it does it sounds real like at some point if you did if you actually did your research at some point cognitive dissonance would have to kick in and be like i can't well they do well no because they do enough research for it to make it sound real yeah that is brilliant and i love them i I agree i like i enjoy down brown yeah yeah I, so I, ha- I didn't actually read either the Dan, any of the Dan Brown, Dan Brown books. Oh yeah, I have. Um, but but the the Steve Barry ones I've read. I read a ton of them. Yeah. Can't remember any of them. No, I I I. I... <laughs> like like I literally like I'll pick one up. I'll go through it in two days and it's gone. Yeah. The exception though is John Grisham. John Grisham yeah. sticks with me because he does. He, well, he I love knows. me a courtroom drama. Yeah. I love me a courtroom drama. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. You, I, do you remember the movie Runaway Jury? Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, so that that was with um uh John Cusack and um oh who's Rain Man? Oh, Tom Cruise? No, the the actual Rain Man guy. Dustin Hoffman. Oh. <laughs> so so run yeah, so Runaway Jury was uh was uh John Cusack and Dustin Hoffman and huh. in the the movie version they actually changed it and they made it all about um, actually, I'm going to get these mixed up. The movie was all about smoking. Mm-hmm. The book was all about gun violence or vice versa. Do you have it up there? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and yeah, and it, it, if you remember the horror discussion. Yeah. So I, I had a reverse. So so the the movie, yeah, the movie was about gun violence, but the book was actually taking up big tobacco. Oh. I don't know why they I don't know why they switched it for the movie. 
but I, but otherwise it was it pretty much went the same you know it was pretty much the same way and they, they were i love love that movie loved, loved it and the book was really good too yeah i will say there is this sort of thriller that isn't military based that i do enjoy yeah so as soon as you start getting into stuff with tactical gear and operations overseas and like spy stuff and that sort of stuff i'm, I'm less drawn to but yeah give me a good um uh a good like historical one or yeah so i'm starting to go i'm starting to process my memory and there there were some like i remember in the 80s there were starting to see you were starting to see some female-led thrillers like porn thrillers like the witness um do you, do you remember that one vaguely yeah so uh the witness there was regarding henry which debatable whether or not that was a thriller or not um what? that's interesting because i agree like I, I can see a lot of the like really cheesy like yeah. posters about all of these yeah. why did we stop making those so, like what's a modern version of that that i don't know if there is like made for tv movies that that's probably what happened all those movies switched to like lifetime and the hallmark channel oh yeah, yeah, they they probably. all they, they all star Molly Ringwald and they're all on on the Lifetime channel. Huh. But yeah, so the the heyday for that kind of movie was the late nineties. Really was. Yeah. And and it's funny because everything else in the late nineties was pretty much crap. So it was a bad time for movies. There was a there was one Julia Roberts was in too with um. I'll look it up over the break. Yeah. That's one of the ones I have the memory of. I think it was based on a John Grisham, though. I think his, a lot of his stuff got turned into. A lot. A yeah. lot, yeah. And I think they translate really yeah. well to film. Uh, Runaway Jury, The Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. Um, the Verdict. Yeah. Uh, oh, The Firm with Tom Cruise. Yes. That is a great movie. Yeah. Those are all great. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you put Zero Dark Thirty? So that's the one... That's the one where they were going after Bin Laden, right? Yeah, and it was um, Jessica Chastain was the yeah. So I didn't. So I'm 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 familiar with the movie without having without having seen it. Oh, but that, that's another one of those things where it, that's that's another version of a thriller. Yeah, drama, drama, action, military thriller. They all kind of blend in together. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. So speaking of break, let's go ahead and take a break. And then we'll come back and we'll talk uh, some more about some of the specific things that we that we may like or not like, and try to imagine. Yeah, and try to imagine what what a uh, what a modern contemporary female-led thriller is going to look like. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we will be back in just a moment. All right, and we're back. I, I think I think we determined that the the Julie Roberts movie you were talking about was Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief, yeah, which is John Grisham. Yep, and another John Grisham. All one. hail. <clears throat> yeah, another John Grisham movie that had a female lead was uh, The Client with Susan Sarandon. So, so yeah, John Grisham was was holding the fort down for women. I mean, I don't know about that. Just that he actually had female characters. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And in a in a in a genre that that's lacking them, at least he was doing it. But so, but during the break, we were just kind of talking about what you know, what a what modern thrill what modern thrillers are, 
you know, in the, you know, in the 20th century, in the last 10 years. And a lot of, and so I'm going to kind of go through this list and this is from smash cut, uh, smash cut reviews.com. And a lot of these movies that, that they have listed as thrillers, you know, we're just going to kind of, we're just going to kind of talk about, kind of talk about some of them and, and whether or not we even, whether or not we even think of them as a thriller. The first, um, so like, uh, the invisible man, I, I, did you actually see that? No. So I, I could see that being, I could actually see that being as a thriller, but it all, but it's definitely a horror thriller. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I didn't see the rental parasite. The heart. I have a hard time yeah. calling that one a thriller. Yeah. I, I think for me personally, one of the barometers I use is how much action happens. Well, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, like going back to like the neo-noir, it doesn't have to be an action movie. A lot of, there, a lot of, a lot of these thrillers don't have action. You know, the, the, but a lot happens. Yeah. But it's, but there's, yeah, but it's plot. Like it moves, right. it moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe, maybe the thriller genre is just, is just expanding. So here, here's, here's what, here's what Smash Cut says about Parasite. Why is great. Just calling Parasite a thriller is like calling 2001 a space odyssey just a space film. I think that's kind of what, like, I think that's what we're struggling with. Like it's, we would never think of it as a thriller because it, it doing so much more than what we associate with thrillers. I would put it in a lot of places, but the thriller is the one place I wouldn't put it. Yeah. And then, so yeah, that, that, yeah, that one, that one threw me too. Um, uncut gems. I would, I would consider it. I would consider that a thriller. I, I didn't, I haven't seen that one, but oh, there's. It moved. If, if, if you're looking for a movie that moves. Well, it moves. Uh, we may in the future, I was kind of interested in talking about this ones that sort of like movies that defy genre sort of. And one of the ones I'm thinking of is this thing kind of like gritty. And there's this sort of like um, genre that has, I feel like it fits into that. Like there's a subgenre, and I don't even know what is the subgenre of, but um, Uncut Gems seems like, yeah, we'll talk about those later. Yeah. But um, here, here's one that, that I did, that I liked, uh, The Invitation. Um, yeah, that was very well done. I think you can see that on Netflix. Readers, if you haven't, what readers, listeners. Yeah, at, at least when one? this was published, it was still streaming on Netflix. Yeah. Like Green Room. Yeah, definitely. De- definitely falls in. Yeah. So I think I think a lot of the things that are thrillers are they kind of ride that line more of horror. The 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 pure thriller that we grew up with doesn't seem to be getting made too much anymore. Well, except Gone Girl was on that list. And I feel like that's and a very even that good... was five years ago. Yeah, more than five years ago. Well, to be fair, not much has come out to the past two years. So, yeah, uh, don't breathe. Um, you know, I always kind of associated that with horror, but it's, it could, it could, it could be in the thriller genre easily. In the Venn diagram, it's yeah. a little bit of an overlap. And then Nightcrawler. I love that yeah, one. Yeah, Nightcrawler, yeah, Nightcrawler was a great, and, and again, it's that, it's that feeling of anxiety. That, like, when you, when you watch Nightcrawler, there is just a feeling like, I think that one, because the protagonist was evil. Yeah. He, yeah. He, oh, yes. So. He's a psychopath. Yeah. And Gone Girl, yeah, seven years ago for Gone Girl. Yeah, but I, that to me, in my mind, is the most classic thriller on that list. Yeah, and 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 I'm trying to think of anything, you know, what's come out since then that's like Gone Girl, that kind of mystery suspense. That's that's kind of like a suspense thriller. I, it makes me wonder because, like, when when these thrillers were sort of popular, we didn't have superhero films. 
but but the market has definitely become more about superheroes so there's action but the superhero stuff so it, i wonder if it's just from an audience perspective they're not as popular right now yeah and it, I'm, I'm not sure why well like i love like it's it's what i it's, i'd look for it for you know i wonder if though that their appeal is so narrow yeah that could be yeah we we also both you don't take your whole family to see a thriller I but i don't that's why i don't have kids <laughs> yes yeah exactly yeah, so I mean, I wonder, I wonder why that, like, what is it about, like, what is it, like, I know you don't like thrillers as much as I do, but we both love horror. Yeah. So what is it about, what is it about us that where we crave and enjoy that feeling of existential dread? Yeah, I just don't, uh, yeah, but, but that why horror will satisfy it, but for me, a thriller doesn't, sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I just pulled up another list. Uh, this this goes back a little bit further. Um, so like Mulholland Drive. Oh, never... oh my God! I can't eat. No, David Lynch. Or you didn't like it. Lord David Lynch. No, there's just no. You don't like David Lynch. Um, that was one of the most. Uh, okay, I, I that movie. That's a whole, it deserves a whole episode. Does it? Oh yeah. I've never actually. I've never actually. I don't think I've ever seen a David Lynch movie. Oh. Wait. You would know if you. What else has he done? Um. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm getting mixed up with David Fincher as well. Oh no no no! David Fincher's. So David Fincher. David Fincher did seven, right? We'll, we'll look it up here. Um. Cops, blue ribbon. He also did that one. Um, blue velvet. Yeah. He also did um the Twin Peaks. Yeah, I, I avoided all those. Yeah, they're 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 weird. They're surrealist. His work yeah. is surrealist. And you don't like them. No. I I would never in a million years put Mulholland Drive as a thriller. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you do but you like them. I don't know that I right. like it. <laughs> I find oh, yeah, him, I, I, find I was getting him, confused. I, I was, uh, your reaction was so strong, I wasn't sure what you were reacting I find to. him interesting enough to watch his stuff. I don't have a strong I have a very um I feel very emotionally disconnected from his work. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen a David a David Lynch anything. I don't know that I would say like if I was thinking of a movie to recommend to you, I would recommend. Yeah, yeah probably not. No, no. But we'll skip that. Yeah. Um. Set, but speaking of David Fincher, Seven. Even that's going back like twenty years. Yeah. But that's that. Yeah. That was, that was um. And then that precipitated that really that really kicked off the whole torture porn torture porn genre. I guess I, I guess the Saw movie. Well, I don't know because did Seven come out after Silence of the Lamb? Because I feel like it was a serial killer kickoff. Well, what well, what Seven did was was really revel in um, showing you the depravity, showing showing you the torture, showing showing. I feel like I feel like Silence of the Lamb did that as well. Silence of the Lamb didn't show the 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 dead body of the guy that had been forced. To, to stop his face with stop his face with spaghettios. You see the guy whose face has been replaced, though. Yeah. 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 Mate. Yeah, I can see that. Sounds of the land is not for the faint of heart. Even now, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I thought of seven in that genre, the vein of like serial killer, sort of sort of putting serial killers in the center of the of the 
of the narrative. Yeah. And having that this be part be a of thriller. it. That, that, that would be in this genre. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and I think, I think as, as we're having this conversation, it's, you know, we're kind of meandering around because like it is, a, it is, it doesn't exist on its own. No. And, and I will say that the other thing, which, which, um, that I find very, very p- painful as a trope within some very more traditional thrillers is icing is, is that like the, the, the daughter, the family has to die. Yeah. That the, the man's the, the, motivation, the fr- the yep. That the man's motivation is that his family has died. Yeah. And I, I find that so, I mean, even the one, the, the fugitive, right? Like it just everybody, like it, it's I I hate that premise. I hate that passionately. Yeah. 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 yeah we we've, we've talked we've talked about that in the past. It is. But have you watched the new Jack Reacher uh, Amazon series? No. Oh. No. Is it good? I don't know. I don't. It's not my jam. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I'm like TV TV series in general. Like I've I've really got to have time to commit to it. So, um, but I I watch so like the. The first Jack Reacher movie, and that oh, it also had the the woman from Gone Girl in it. Rosamund Pike. Yeah, Rosamund. Yeah. Did it really? I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Pretty sure it was Rosamund. Pike. I don't. I don't. I'll look it up. Oh, one more time. But anyways, that one, it was decent. You know. The film was that the Tom film? Cruise. Yeah. Oh yeah, it got very middling reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the film? Yeah, it was Rosemont Pike. Did you see the film Hannah? Which, I think so. Shirshi Ronan? What is that? Shirshi? And she was like... She was a young serial... Not serial killer. She was a young... She was trained to fight. I did love that thriller. Like, that was really, really well done. Um, Yeah, but that goes back for me into the females kicking ass genre. But they yeah. turned that into a Amazon TV series as well. And um, I think that's like, I think there are some thrillers happening, but they're happening on TV. Like 24, for example, which doesn't exist now, but 24 was a thriller, right? Like yeah. there were some TV, there are probably, and then because I'm, again, it's not my genre, but I bet you there's some good thrillers happening right now in TV series. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and going, going way back, you mentioned The Fugitive. Yeah. But that's on a TV series now, is it? It was. Oh, it was? Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, so this was, uh, it was a, a TV series from the 60s or 70s. Oh. That was, it was part of, it was one of the first, um, it was at the, it was at the start of the TV shows being remade as movies trope in the 90s. Huh. Um, I want to say Dragnet might have been the first of those. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, with, with Tom Hanks. Well, yeah, I, I remember the movie, but not the TV series. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the TV series that the, for Dragon went back to like the fifties. Oh. Um. So then that that was remade, and then yeah, the Fugitive was originally it was originally a, a television show. Um. I it, before my time, but I remember my mom talking about it, and it it, it was filmed. Uh, I think it was it, it, it the setting was supposedly the hospital I was born at. Oh, Cook County Hospital. Yes, nice. the show was the show was definitely started at Cook County Hospital, but I don't know if I was that's where I was actually born or not. 
you know what's interesting is that it's funny because I love that idea of you using that as like a, a like icebreaker every time you talk with people. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck? Like it's, it's such an obscure like connection. Anyway, but um it, but now we're doing the opposite. We're taking films and turning them into TV series. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I think that's something that's something we've talked about before too. Like the hierarchy has completely changed. Yeah. The last 10 yeah, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where whereas film ho- films in Hollywood was like above TV, mm-hmm. now it's almost white flipped but it's getting there yeah so particularly with the streaming services yeah so i don't know i mean i guess that's i'm, I'm curious and i wonder if any of our listeners um have a, a a series they'd recommend to us to like to watch uh but but i don't know because i also have low tolerance for <laughs> for some of the thriller stuff yeah and and you know like i'm thinking about like like the fugitive I can't think of any TV series thriller that I've watched for any length of time, but I, I would get, I think I would get annoyed with it pretty fast. Like I'm thinking of like a movie, like the fugitive where it, it's moving really fast, but it gets to where it's going and then it ends. Yeah. But how do you maintain that in a TV show for three, four five seasons? Yeah. You have to keep, it's the, it's the alias problem that TV show alias. And, and I know, I know I've talked about this in the past before, Every season, they couldn't have any real character development because every season they had to kind of revert back to what they started with. Yeah. So, like the the dad, the 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 dad that was running the spy agency was a good guy. Then they had to make him a bad guy again. They make him a good guy again. Yeah, and I just I have I don't I don't have to track all that. Yeah. I I tend to like kind of like because it consume a lot. Like, yeah, I forget these things from season to season. Yeah. And so then it's like, I don't, I can't, who is this again? Why is this happening? And all of this why I'm back glad. and forth and the, oh God. Why I'm glad I never started watching Lost. Oh, I did like Lost. Oh yeah. I never, I was like, no. I like it because it was super, I had, it had supernatural yeah. aspects. Yeah. But I, 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 I had just been burned by Alias and Heroes when Lost was coming out. And I was like, no, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not getting started on mm-hmm. another one of these shows. Guess when t- does take a while. Guess when I stopped watching Lost. Right before the last season. No, right when they started introducing time shits, time stuff. Oh, I'm like I no, I'm done. I'm not a time person. I don't want to do this, and so I so I dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that, that you know we're gonna kind of wrap up this conversation. Yeah. You know and and yeah I'll say this for the third time. It's it's a weird genre. I love it but I can't define it and I don't know, I don't really know what it is. So you said when you went into onto Netflix and you would look for horror, mm-hmm. how would you look for a thriller then? What do you type in or like thriller. how? Oh. In Netflix, it's its own genre. And so you say thriller and you just look to see, yeah. how do you tell whether or not you think horror one suspense. of them is gonna be good? It's, it's tough. Um, that's a good question. I don't really, I don't really know what I'm looking for. A lot and a lot of times I'll just end up I'll be I'll be looking for something and I'll just go back and watch something I've seen before. Mm. Um, so I'll go back and I'll watch Runaway Jury again or uh, Double Jeopardy. I've watched I've, Double Jeopardy is a stupid movie. It's really <laughs> dumb and I've probably watched it a dozen times in my life. Or or Jennifer Lopez, you know, enough. I've seen mm-hmm. that a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, another another uh, just a random thought. Out of Sight was a really good one. Yeah. Were you about to say that? Is that the one where they were the strippers? No, no. I was just thinking 
This, they were, oh yeah, it was. Oh yes, out of, out of sight was out of so sight good. George Clooney, George Clooney and her. Oh, she yeah. was so good. Yeah. But I was just thinking that was also maybe a little bit of a thriller. The one that they did with the when they were strippers. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So there's maybe one. <laughs> yeah. So, but then, so what for you constitutes a good thriller? Like I've already said, like it's not quite my jam. But like, what what do you when you watch it, and you're like, that was a great thriller. What is it? Honestly, nine times out of ten. I look for something that, that was from John Grisham and, and I'll know that it, it, it'll meet a certain level of, of quality that I'll, that I'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. But then there, there's a whole, and Netflix doesn't have many of these movies anymore, but there was a whole bunch of indie movies on Netflix about five to 10 years ago that were kind of avant-garde, um, avant-garde, almost thrillers, almost borderline horror. Mm-hmm. So movies like the, um, I can't remember if it was The Circle or Circle. Oh, yeah. I saw that. The one, I didn't see the movie. I saw the advertisements for it. Yes. Yeah. Really good movie. Um, the Exam. Oh. Uh, so so b- these both these movies were really similar. And I just found them by accident. I just started watching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but The Circle, and, it's, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it has the the in it or not. Because there's also like a Tom Hanks movie called Circle or The Circle. Oh, right. Yeah, but this is before that. So The Circle was, I had like 42 people in this dark room. Yeah. Just in in like three concentric circles. And if they stepped off of their little triangle, they got zapped into oblivion. And then, but like every couple seconds, like somebody was going to get zapped no matter what. So it became a contest between all of them to try to trick somebody else into doing it or so it was a really cool movie and then the exam was um a very similar premise where uh, it was a room of like i think there was seven or eight people in it um that and they were they were they were doing an exam as part of a job application so basically if you pass and you get hired you're set for life if you fail you're gonna die so and that, and then it was, and but it was like, but it was like a puzzle that, that that they all had to solve. And would you put those in the thriller category then? Yeah, because they're like, because it that's there's a there's a constant existential dread, mm-hmm. like something bad is going to happen to these people, and at any second. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like the Cube movies, I would consider thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with those? No. So, so picture picture like uh, a puzzle room. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's every room, every, every room is, is a cube connected to another cube and you have to solve this like death defying trap. So you just watch people solve things? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then escape room. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know the those. two escape yeah. room movies that, yeah, yeah. that came out. I do escape room things. Yeah. Games, I should say. Yeah. Have you seen the movies? No. Yeah. So actually, so these, so both of the escape room movies are female led. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't, off the top of my head, it's, it's a, it's a young, um, it's actually, it's a young woman of color that leads the two movies. But the second movie, they kind of shit the bed because they, they're falling into that trap of, of horror sequels where wow. they're like, they don't, they don't want to progress the plot too far because they want to keep going back to the same premise. Yeah. So the second movie, the second movie was really disappointing. But it's still, yeah, there, there. I guess there are. I mean, that's those are the kind of movies I look for now more than anything else. Is mm-hmm. those kind of 
put people in a shitty situation and see how they figure it out. Mm. That's probably why I like Dungeons and Dragons so much. That's what I do to people. Yeah. I do like here's, solving stuff too. Yeah. Here's a here's a fifteen foot tall night walker in front of your party. Uh-huh. What do you do? Yeah. yeah. Last night somebody said I turn into an eagle and attack it. Cool. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Start a new character. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't you have to roll though for to decide if someone's dead, or do you get to just decide someone's dead? Well, so I mean, it, the the process went, you know, but. I, it, uh, uh, so imagine the Nightwalkers from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Against an eagle. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, obviously. But like. she That was not a smart decision. Oh, okay. So when she died, I, I felt bad because it was the only woman at the table. And I was like, I was kind of, I was actually kind of hoping somebody else would die. <laughs> um, but that, that she made that decision. <laughs> like, you know. So you then you have to start over? She, she if she, if she's going to keep playing in this league, she has to start a new character. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, that's fine. There's, there's always you do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So if you're playing like in a home game, like when when we're done recording here, my friends come over. There is a one of them is on the verge of death, and and in all honesty, should have died last week. Um, and and if he died, okay, you just you create that character dies, you create a new character and come in. Okay. But there, there is, especially when I'm DMing, I ramp up the pressure on players a lot. It's, it is a, it is a mix of horror and thriller. Thriller, look at you. <laughs> yeah. That's your game style. It is. Um, but on that note, uh, any, any, re- what are your recommendations? Oh, yeah. We have to do that part, too. <laughs> and you're like, I got nothing for this genre. Yeah, I was trying to think if there was a, like, there was a thriller. You know, I will say, because just because it actually, um, popped into my head and I was like delighted. I do think that the film Hannah was actually really well done and was a, was probably maybe more action, but it was female kicking ass, but also, yeah. um, Cersei Ronan. Cersei Ronan, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. She's just a great, yeah. I just love watching her and things. So that's my recommendation for, okay. for thriller. For, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about enough, like go back and actually watch the, any of any John Grisham movie. They're all, they're all great. The pacing, yeah, I agree. The pacing yeah. is great on those. And then, um, if you if you haven't seen like the early Humphrey Bogart movies, mm-hmm. like The Big Sleep and The Maltese Falcon, just go back and check those out. Yeah. Okay. So next yeah. week we're doing musicals. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're doing musicals. Our right. world least favorite genre. Yeah. Okay. All right. This has been what the yeah. what? Yeah. This is Jeff and Renee. All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was What the What. You can follow us on social media at, at WTW Popcast, and that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also email us at WTWPopcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Special Feather. And you can find me on Twitter at The BW Fans and on YouTube, Bandwagon Fans. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.